Hey everyone, this is George Kroos. We're doing an epic book review with Andrea Gribble. <laughs> do you know Great this? Great to be here, George. I do got the little epic book. And this is actually, uh, <laughs> I did it. I actually did this with Joe Sanfilippo and I know we're, we have good mutual friends, but uh, uh, Andrea, I've known forever. She sends me an email pretending I don't know her and she actually has a brand new book out. It's called Social Media for Schools. And it's something I'm very passionate about. And I know you are an expert at known all over uh, at least North America for your work. And we have many mutual friends. Um, so Andrea, if you could just kind of introduce yourself, um, give us the, I know there's a byline to the book. Tell us, uh, just give us a little bit about the book. Tell us what it is. Tell us the entire title. I think that's a really great place to start. Yes. Well, thanks for having me. Yes. Very excited to uh, get this book out into the world. It's called Social Media for Schools. Proven storytelling strategies and ideas to celebrate your students and staff while keeping your sanity. Because, you know, George, social right. media can drive you a little bit crazy. So, um, that what? is, yeah, that's, that's new. Yeah, that's the key. Um, so I, I've been uh, doing social media for nine years now. I right. knew absolutely nothing when I started. The first person I really talked to was our mutual friend, Joe Sanfilippo, oh, cool. um, and found out what he was doing there in Little Fall Creek, Wisconsin, which is just up the road, about 40 minutes from me. And um, and now, you know, after working with schools all over the country, all over North America, um, into Canada, you know, I finally put uh, a lot of my experience, my strategies, my advice um into one really helpful guide mm -hmm. for schools to be able to use social media to truly celebrate all the great things happening. Yeah. And I think that's a really important aspect. And it's something I talk about quite a bit, you know, with the groups that I work with is that we, we almost become numb to the great stuff that happens in our schools because we're so used to seeing things that are, they're, they're great outside of school, but they're normal to many educators, right? And I think that that really kind of shifts the the parameters. One of the things when I was, you know, working in schools and, you know, principal worked in central office, there was this kind of indicator, you know, people are like, oh, you're just kind of bragging about what your school does. And I said, well, a little bit I am because I'm really proud of our school, proud of the mm -hmm. things that we're doing. But for me, a lot of the stuff that I was focusing on, just sharing my learning, just sharing what's going on, just sharing this and kind of creating this transparency. And so as you were writing, you know, this book, you know, doing your work, but specifically, you know, I writing this book. And by the way, everyone, you can check out the book. It's in the link down below. So make sure you check out uh, and get a copy. Uh, when we recorded this, it wasn't actually available, but it will be by the time you hear this. What was your like your hopes for you know what this book would do to to really help schools you know in a time where you know there's there's obviously some negative uh conversations about schools from the outside well so many people george get thrown into school communication without any communication background um right. i'm one of them like i was a chemistry business major back in uh, college oh. and got my mba and now i run a social media company but we've all um especially us i'm i'm now 45 i didn't grow up with social media right. so i had to learn it and schools really inviting and, and using this as a tool, it's been something that you've kind of had to try by trial and error. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and we know good things are happening, but how do we get the stories? 
how do we monitor the comments and how do we handle all of this? Um, so I really wanted to put together a thorough guide. I do a lot of webinars. I have a podcast of my own. Like I've got um, uh, hundreds of blogs out there, but I didn't have one resource to be able to say, hey, you know, person who just got right. handed the keys to Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, like here's some proper ways of how you should use it for a public school, private school, charter school. This is really meant for all K-12 schools. Um, but I think now in their hand, they've got a five section book that really breaks down, you know, um, just some of the systems and the branding and the storytelling and, and best practices and, and professional development that they can use to, to really engage their mm. community, engage right. parents, but also 70% of your community has nobody in school right now. And right. so can we amplify those stories? And, and me as a parent of six kids, who don't say, they don't tell me what's going on at school, George. And so because of social media, I can see what they're learning, what they're experiencing, and it can lead to some great engagement. Yeah. And and I think that was a, a big thing for me too. It wasn't just like, cause you, you saw the, you know, kind of, I know it's kind of weird to say old school, but people would have websites and it was just a one-way communication tool. Right. And then they moved to social media and they they use it as a one-way communication tool when it actually had the opportunity to have conversations and to kind of connect. And one of the things that I was really passionate about was not limiting it to a just like one person was in, in charge of the communication. And mm -hmm. e even in Navier's mindset, I shared this, that uh, a Twitter handle is about communication. A hashtag is about community. And we would use those hashtags to like get to know people, to get them to share their stories, to get to share, connect. And one of the things that we kind of talked about, you know, before the podcast is I have this, I've seen people do this all the time. It's like, my views do not represent the school. I'm like, yeah, they, they kind of do because you work with kids. Yeah. So, and, and it's not that you can't have views separate from your employer or anything like that but they are connected, right? If you, mm -hmm. you know, you, you, you share those things and one of the, and I'm actually, I'm curious about what you think about this. Cause we actually said like, basically here's our policy for social media. We don't want you to have personal accounts. We want you professional accounts. We just want to have a you account and anything that you can say to kids in a classroom, you can say online. So if you can't say to kids in the classroom, probably not the best space to do it. And you actually talked about this um, before use this frame analogy. And I'm curious if that kind of connects to that or, and what that frame analogy actually is. Yeah. So, um, get, I get inspired a little bit when I go to church. And so I, I grabbed this, uh, example on, you know, kind of the positive mindset, which is obviously right. what we hope to have. Social media can get very, very negative. Um, we want storytellers in our community. We want our staff to be storytellers and we want them to amplify all of the great things. Um, but in a given school, like at any point, there's like some sunshine and rainbow, and then there's some clouds and some really like rough waters. And I'm holding up a, a little picture frame now. You know, when it comes to social media, our job at the school is to really highlight the, the sunshine and the rainbows, right? Mm -hmm. um, doesn't mean the other stuff isn't happening. It doesn't mean yep. that we don't communicate through uh, emails or direct communication or on our website of some of the things that are we're challenged with. Mm -hmm. But really social media is meant to highlight some of those positive things. And I think it's really important 
when we talk about how you talked about, you know, our educators, I mean, who they are is who they are. Uh, and, and you can't say my, my views don't represent the school because I mean, we're, we're just held to a bit, a standard, yes. um, where it really represents who we are as people and, and who we are to people's kids. Right. Um, so when you think about it from a personal standpoint, as an educator using social media, I mean, just like you really wouldn't want to highlight having a fight with your spouse or being really, really, I mean, sometimes you're irate at a company, right? Because they didn't bring your food at the right time. And so sometimes you'll go to Twitter and maybe complain a little bit about that. But, but for the most part, you're, you're really sharing some of the positive things when you're, when your student does something great or you go on a vacation or, um, and that's really how you have to look at it when you're talking about your school, because it, again, it doesn't mean that we're, we we t- chatted a little before this. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're toxic positivity. It doesn't right. mean that everything is roses and unicorns and rainbows. Mm-hmm. But we people have they have a great time, a very easy time focusing and talking about that negativity on their own channels. Why don't we spend time really focusing on look at there's a lot of positive things going on in this school with our kids, with our staff. Let's shine a light on those things so that we can really showcase, hey, w- this is a great school. This is a great place to be. Well, they, so, you know, and I think we all have kind of, well, hopefully we've all progressed and grown as we get older and more wise and, you know, as using this. And, you know, when I first started using social media, I'd use it to share these really great stories about what was going on in school. And, you know, I developed, a, you know, a sizable network. And with that, there's there's some kind of there's a little bit of power, right? And yeah. in the sense that you have reach, you can have influence. And sometimes I would actually use this stuff and to you know complain and like say like American Airlines was late and or you know their flights delayed. So I'd go like American Airlines sucks, you suck, blah blah blah. And like, I'm late and you know, as you get older, it's like, yeah, you're late because planes broke and I don't want to fly. It's probably not a good idea to fly on a broken plane, right? Right. To be on time on a broken plane is not the best thing, right? I'd rather be delayed and be safe. Yes. And so you, you know, you'd get attention. And then I started really kind of thinking, first of all, nine out of 10 times, I'm having no issues. I say nothing. And the one time I say something is when something goes wrong. And if... If I actually, if that happened to me, I would be destroyed. And so would any teacher if, you know, like 95% of the kids in the classroom were like super excited, but then you just heard from the 5% on social media. And and that's, you know, it's like, I always think about like, how would I want to be treated in the situation and, and kind of act that way. And so I did this. There is a, you don't know the story and I've, Dave Burgess and I, you know, Dave Burgess, right? Yeah. Yep. So Dave Burgess and I are very good friends, but we didn't start off as good friends. And uh, you'll, I know you'll love this story. Uh, so I'm in a session with him and I can tell us because I've told this with Dave. Dave knows and we laugh about it now. I actually went to his session not knowing who he was. And I was like, this sucks. I don't like it. And so I started posting and bashing Dave on Twitter. Right. This is very new to what I was doing. And I was with Jimmy Cassis, who I know you're friends with. And I'm like, I'm out of here. This sucks. Like, I don't agree with anything this guy's saying. And so uh, Jimmy and I went for dinner that night and we got to the restaurant. He said, hey, we're going to have a table for six. I'm like, 
why are we having a table for six? I thought it was just me. He's like, no, Dave's coming. I'm like, what? So, so I like crapped on him his entire session. We've never met. And then I have to sit down and look at him for the next, you know, hour and a half. Um, and I just was so embarrassed. I was so like, and then I saw, and I think, and I've said this to Dave before, probably one of the best things for me was to actually face the person that I was crapping on and have to sit there and look at and see the, the implications of what I just done. Cause he was destroyed. He was very upset about it. He never said anything about it, but I could tell he did not want to talk to me. And so obviously, you know, we've mended things and, you know, we're business partners now, but that was like a good thing for me. I don't know if it was a good thing for Dave, but it was good because like sometimes we don't, we talk tough and we say things because we don't actually have to face the person. And so right. that was a really good, that really shifted a lot of things for me. Yeah. Well, uh, and we're teaching that, trying to teach that to our kids too. Oh, right. Yes. And so us, we, we've got to model the behavior we expect out of them. And, um, but that's a powerful lesson. And I, I don't have a, exactly uh, a, a similar yeah. story to that, but I can definitely think of some of the best lessons I've learned has been when I've really screwed up. <laughs> totally, totally. And I, and, you know, I think it's good, you know, cause like I always, you know, sometimes I see people doing stuff and I'm like, okay, before I get mad, did I ever do that? And, you know, kind of having this. And so I, you kind of talked about this a little bit, but, you know, I, I want to just kind of get a, a little bit deeper into this conversation. There are like a lot of negative stuff, a lot of negative stuff coming out from schools, you know, um, a lot of teachers not happy with, and understandably so. And I'm not saying it's negated, but then it also kind of does it, I don't know if it sometimes gets us into a, you know, a tougher situation. So where do you kind of find that balance of, it, of, like, a, I'm actually going to read you this quote. This is actually from um, a book I'm reading right now. And I thought it was really powerful. And, I, and a lot of people appreciate it. But I'm like, this actually applies online and offline. Uh, it's from Will Gadara in Unreasonable Hospitality. It's a fantastic book. He says, criticize the behavior, not the person. Praise in public. Criticize in private. Praise with emotion. Criticize without emotion. And I love that. And I think, I think when we go to like crap on our own schools or our own school district that to me is a last resort and I, and I don't know sometimes if it's being used as a first resort and so like where do you kind of feel that balance where we want to ensure that people have their voices being heard that we're making changes in the places that we work every day but then also people saying oh we're ignoring that like where do you kind of find that balance well, social media is really meant to be social. Like you said, if you right. wanted to just put information out, you put it on your website. When you put things out on social media, you like literally want people to comment. Yeah. And so you have to be, you have to have a little bit of foresight in regards to knowing and being able to identify things that might be trigger points yeah. um, that, that may just end up, you know, people having opinions on. So it's been um, definitely since March of 2020, we've had to get you know, careful. What happened? Then? What happened then? What's that? Oh what yeah. What? <laughs> Did something happen in March of 2020? Yeah. You know, the whole, the whole world uh, just seemed to. Uh, oh, right, 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 right. Um, but, but, but yet we can still be positive. So I really talk about, you know, your social media is for those celebrations and your direct communication, mm -hmm. which there's a lot of ways you communicate directly that's what you use that informational type stuff for. Um, so if you don't really want opinions shared about it, then you shouldn't put right. it out there. We often, I mean, we've got people all the time. We, we work with 85 school districts directly, my team and I, uh -huh. um, where we're managing social media. George, actually, I manage social media 
for my school district still that I started with nine years ago. So I'm in the trenches with you. So I just, because I have to deal with those comments that come in, my lens is a little different than somebody who might just post something and, you know, not even think about it um, from, you know, a shirt that might say, let's go Brandon. And they, you know, (sighs) don't even think about that. And it's like, oh my gosh, we really can't put that on or, or a child that really looks unhappy in a picture. And it's like, I don't, I, as a mom, wouldn't want my child pictured like that at school. So we have to have some of those lenses. It's not going to make those negative or those challenging uh, comments possible because they are, they're, they're open. I think you've just got to have a plan. I really do talk about, um, you know, how to get ready, how to have a commenting guideline or a commenting policy so that you know that, hey, you know, you can't say and attack a staff member and say, you know, something that's untrue or that threaten them in any way. I mean, there's ways that you can keep things safe, but you definitely do have to think about those things ahead of time. So does that help a little bit? Totally. And the when you're you're talking about this, we were really, you know, I hear a lot of people saying, oh, these kids are so bad. So I'm like, have you seen the adults? The adults are yeah. pretty bad. They're doing some nasty stuff, right? And we wanted to really help our kids. And one of the ways we did that was by helping our, their the parent community. We did this thing in our schools where we had every kid had a blog and we had what was called digital parent volunteers. And so the digital parent volunteers, they each week were assigned to comment to kids on their blogs. So they would write and they actually, what was really powerful was the students actually, and this is kind of tying into what you were just saying, the students actually did tutorials for their families on how to properly comment online. And so like, hey, like make sure that you give uh, comments that, you know, provoke questions, start more conversation, uh, but be thoughtful of what you're doing online because it is forever. And, you know, um, people don't necessarily know your tone, necessarily do this. So the, so we are, you know, utilizing the students and their knowledge to kind of indicate because sometimes um, some of the bullying behavior that parents are upset about that's happening to their kids, they're doing it to adults, but they think, well, I'm like, I'm like, right. So I can do it. But bullies often think they're right. That's kind of one of the issues. And so um, that that was a really powerful thing is that we want our kids to really kind of write more to do this too. also be aware of how they're doing online. But sometimes we, we're they were getting mixed signals from the adults on how they utilize it. So the adults are saying you need to be really thoughtful, um, you know, be like how you connect, don't bully people. And then they were watching the adults do the exact opposite of what they're saying. And that was, so that was a really good community thing for us. And I thought, I thought it was really powerful. Uh, I'm a big advocate. I, I really think social media can have a hugely positive impact, um, not only on the culture of our schools and the story that's being told, but I'm, I also believe it can really improve learning. And for me, to be honest with you, that is the most important element of what we do because I don't want to spend my time doing something that does not improve the experience for our kids in the classrooms, because you can have the best storytelling techniques. You can have all the incredible things that you're saying about your school. But if a kid comes home and says school sucks, I don't care about your Twitter account. So, so how do you see uh, social media, how schools use it? How do you see it actually improving learning in the classroom? 
Well, I think the biggest thing is engagement and it's engagement with bringing what is happening in the school's home. Um, So family engagement. So a student to a, um, to their parent and being able to have those conversations of what's happening uh, for this parent to get excited about, you know, the learning opportunities and maybe asking questions. The other aspect, and I think this is a really powerful one is just the teacher to teacher, um, you know, interactions that are happening because I think, well, I've never been a teacher, George. So, um, but it can be very isolating. I mean, you're in one classroom, you've got your group of kids that you're focused on. And sometimes it's hard to realize, Hey, I'm part of this bigger story here. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of cool things happening. Um, not only in my school, but really around the world, right. Which is social media gives you that, gives you that lens and gives you that ability to see, Hey, what's possible? What are other second grade teachers doing with this type of lesson? Hey, maybe I can, you know, see what they're doing and adapt it. And so that's where I think it really takes learning to the next level. Um, and kids get to be proud of what they're doing, George. And, And so do, so do staff members. So does the bus driver. I mean, I'm telling you, if you want good engagement, you feature your bus driver, your custodial staff, or your lunch crew. Those people do not get enough love and that that will instantly, you know, create comments. And all of a sudden the parents are like, oh my gosh, you know, my daughter wouldn't stop talking about, uh, you know, this experience or how this person came and helped them. Um, That, that kind of engagement, those stories, those online interaction ends up causing offline interaction. And that's, that's Mm -hmm. really what we're after with this. And we can reach thousands of people. I mean, George, in my little school district in New Auburn, where my girls go to school, by the way, I graduated from there back in 1996. Awesome. The best year, um, 32 kids in my class. So a very small school. Okay. But we're reaching on Facebook more than 5,000 people a week with our stories. We have 500 people in the whole town, right. but we're 10xing that because we're using social media mm. and we're right next to schools that we have open enrollment in Wisconsin, which means you can go to whatever school you want to. You don't have to necessarily live in that district. Right. So it's competitive. So we're right next to two bigger schools that are only seven minutes, eight minutes on the other side. But let's showcase. I mean, I've got a daughter that's graduating in May. Uh, and she's going to have 24 college credits that yeah. she hasn't had to pay for because our school is supporting some of that, the, the college career readiness and all of that. That's a huge advantage that we can really amplify because of social media. Well, and you, you attract really great talent as well, right? Because people yeah. see and they're like, hey, like, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of this too. And so people go to their way. Uh, when I first became uh, a vice principal, my, uh, one of my mentors at the time, Carolyn Cameron, she said to me, I'll never forget this. She said, you will become so much better of a teacher. now that you're an administrator, because you get the best PD possible, you get to see other teachers teach all the time. Right. And cause she understood that I had a flexibility to be able to go into classrooms, see what was going on. So I, I, I was really excited about that. And then I realized I don't need, really need to be a better teacher cause I'm not teaching anymore. So how do I leverage the ability to be flexible and see what's going on in the classroom and, uh, and help my teachers grow. And so that's when I started, you know, turn on my phone, started highlighting what's happening because a lot of times 
the teacher across the hallway doesn't know what's going on in the other teacher's classroom because they don't have the benefit to go in there as much as they would like and to see this. And I think when we highlight, we're not waiting for the, the next staff meeting six weeks from now to highlight those practices. You can see it literally real time and kind of connect that. And I, I was actually talking about this recently. I was in Texas and there is a gentleman, he's probably about, you know, pushing 80 years old, been in schools forever. And he said, he's been studying innovation education from like the 60s. And he said, in the 60s, one of the things that said, what was, what was actually gonna have innovations stay within schools is if they were highlighted in their local media. And he said, that was actually like a great indicator because if it was heard about, then people wanted to be part of that. And then it was replicated over and over again. So he said to me, he goes, look, if I was still running school, I'd be on this stuff all the time because what a great way to really kind of improve those incredible practices that are happening in your school and make them go viral. And that, that always, you know, resonated with me and what he said. So I'm going to give you the last word here. This book is coming out very soon. What, you know, what, what do you hope is like the big impact on, you know, schools and our students. I just want more, more stories told there, mm -hmm. there are amazing things happening. Um, you and I both talked about, you know, people get into schools and they, they forget all the incredible things that are happening each and every day because you're just in it all the time, but parents and your community don't get to see that. So I think that we have an incredible tool that's very powerful but it can be very scary. Um, my book is just a guide to help schools really effectively and efficiently use it to celebrate the great things that are happening. And that's going to benefit kids. It's going to benefit staff. It's going to benefit parents and, and ultimately the community. So um, that's, that's my hope with the book. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, I think we got to help the adults so they can help the kids too. So I think that that's a really great thing. So Andrew, congratulations on the book, everyone listening. I hope you check it out. It's actually in the link down below social media for schools. I know whether you are running an account or leading that in your school or teaching in the classroom, I'm sure this is applicable to everybody. So check it out. Andrew, thanks so much for your time, everyone. Thank you so much for watching. I hope you have a wonderful day.